Hey, welcome back to another episode of your friendly neighborhood podcast, The Viral Truth. My name is Kanishka. And my name is Sharad C. George. Interesting conversation that we basically had a couple of days back that spurred uh, an idea about the new episode is that what's happening with remote workplaces and what's the future? Are people going to go back to offices? Are the people going to stay at home? It's the new norm. Is it the new norm? Are people feeling good about it? So we thought we should talk about the myriad problems or myriad uh, pros and cons of uh, remote work. And that's why we thought that we should do a podcast session on this as well. So today's topic is largely, if you've guessed it, you've guessed it. It's about the remote workforce and the future of remote work working um, in the globe and specifically for India. So when I started uh, thinking about the topic, I think the f- a couple of questions that just popped up is that what was the damage on the workforce because of remote working? What are the benefits? Um, is this like a, a permanent shift that we are uh, about to embark on for the next five years, six years, 10 years? I don't know. Will things change forever? after COVID, as in things will never go back to normal in terms of working from home and working from office. Um, will companies still hire from every part of the country will encourage you to work from home, no matter what your challenges are. Um, they won't really ask you to, even for the smallest of the things, they won't really ask you to come to office if you don't need to. Is that going to be becoming uh, a norm? Uh, are the questions that are popping up. So with that, I want to basically start this conversation. Chat your thoughts. My thoughts. I don't know where to start with thoughts on this because this is probably the one thing that everybody's been thinking about every day for the last two years, right? I mean, maybe the second biggest or among the top three, one being the pandemic or when to the next wave, maybe. But Honestly, I think this is more frequent than that because every day or every working day, right, like five days a week, you are doing the remote work thing, which you never thought of before as much. So, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I'm just trying to think of where to start from, right? So maybe we can start with predictions, although knowing that the, it's very difficult to predict this, uh, you know, I don't know if we can or anybody can really say for sure what the world of work is going to end up like. Of course, there are a lot of theories and lots of, uh, you know, lots of work and lots of research being put out, but none of it is conclusive because it cannot be conclusive, right? Because ultimately we are, we are in the middle of a pandemic and we are guessing what the world is going to be like after the pandemic. So, but yeah, with that caveat aside, my prediction, I guess, is a safe one. Uh, I think the world has changed. I don't think it will go back to exactly how it was before. I don't think it is going to be fully remote. I think we are going to be in a hub and spokes model where companies will have offices in the major cities for sure, because you still need to attract talent or have a base of operations. And you will need to do some amount of team engagement or stuff like that. But I'm guessing that is going to be, you know, something like say, I don't know, 30% comes to office maybe more people are working remotely and they come in once in a while. That's my guess. Uh, Although I don't know if I'm just hedging my bets and, you know, this is the safest bet that it won't go. Either way, it's going to be a mix of both. In a way, that was happening 
before as well just not to this scale right so yeah that's my prediction i don't know what's yours casey i don't know about predictions because um, i'm a little confused about um trying to figure out remote working while in remote working so uh, you know you're sometimes clouded by the situation that you're in so right now you don't really have an option you've not really worked out two options in front of you um with both of them being viable one of them is not viable you cannot go back to offices because offices are closed <laughs> i've heard of large organizations like tcs a year back talk about the fact that 25% to 30% um in the coming few months or years are going to be completely remote opportunities and then uh, it they are going to basically progress to about 50% of their workforce being remote linkedin has talked about globally that they want to basically move 16000 of their workforces to remote locations and they and they're okay with the flexible work uh people who want to come to office they will assign some offices and uh, for most of the other people it's going to be remote work so there are companies that are warming up to the fact that remote is here for to stay and remote is the new normal but that's all because a large uh, you know nobody is coming to office any which ways offices are closed offices yeah. did open in the middle but due to the pandemic they shut down again so i'm wary of making a prediction about what's true in the face of one of the options not being a viable option right now i think the correct prediction could be uh, when people go back to offices and how they feel about going back to offices and how they operate in the new world again i also feel that a lot of the you know the benefits of uh, there's been a momentum i think there there was a momentum carrying on for the last 3 4 years which is carried on into the new workforce as well for the last 1 year or 2 years meaning which that new people might have joined but there is a certain amount of trust and certain amount of relationships that existing employees had already built in organizations that had some kind of a momentum that helped you work offline and yeah. work remotely and i guess we saw the benefits of that relationship in the new world when we worked remotely because everybody kind of knew each other they uh, you know they were basically happy working with each other they were it was a known environment they knew how to work with each other so effectively it became easier for them to translate that in a remote workspace but how do you build trust with new people on this virtual world uh, i was uh, i had this notion about so personally a personal story i joined a company during the pandemic i left a company during the pandemic i decided to leave my uh, industry and try to search for a new industry new job new career during the pandemic so a lot of things have happened in this remote work culture for me and all of them gave me a idea that uh, it was not going to be easy to develop trust and relationships with the people in an offline setting i craved to get back and talk to people face to face because in those small random moments in offices that is where you build trust that is where you build connections uh, that stay as in if you tell me if somebody is leaving on their last day and you tell me that uh, talk a little about this individual 
I wouldn't be able to talk about them if I don't know them personally. As in the incidents that I recount most of the times when I'm talking about somebody's farewell are those small moments that I've spent during uh, a conversation on the sidelines or um, you know a work dinner that we went to and we had fun. I remember something that I when I first met this individual or when I first talked to this individual. Those are moments that you really remember, and that is an indication of the kind of trust and behavior that you have. I've gone completely lopsided on the question that you asked because you asked whether what my prediction was, but my prediction is that I think that we will go back to office. I think we will go back and behave the same way that we used to three years down, three years back, because uh, like nothing happened, and this is a short memory. Remote work was still possible at that point of time. Work from home was still an option. Seat utilization in large organizations and, you know, and just utilization of resources within a tight framework um, was always a norm. So that will happen. Uh, work from home might be increased by 20%, 30%. But I think we're going back to that same old world where we're going to be going back to office. It's the same humdrum. It's going to be the same five-day week for most of us. It's going to be the same Monday blues. It's going to be the same traffic. It is going to be the same period. It's not going to be different because we are going to gravitate towards it. That is the whole world. That is the muscle memory that we had developed all of these years. And we don't know currently how to operate without that muscle memory. If this stays for another five years, if we stay in the pandemic setting and offices close for the next five years and we've had muscle memory developed over the seven you know next five years that's going to be a different world altogether then my prediction would be that this is a norm this is going to be uh the the new normal for people to join work in remote work environments across the globe but that hasn't happened i think this is going to be a blip so although you said you're not predicting, you did end up doing a prediction. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like basically said that, yeah, maybe yeah. I made the prediction while I was talking. <laughs> yeah. So I think at the end of it, right, like we are both predicting similar things. I guess it's more a question of proportion. So yeah, I think there are going to be some jobs which will be fully in office, which, which are there even now, right? Like there are jobs which never went remote, right? There were people who never got the option of working from home like you know whether it's a doctor or even some corporate jobs where like you know you're working in i don't know it i guess a lot of it uh, also moved uh, remote but there are certain systems like maybe for security reasons and things like that so those will stay and there are some jobs which i think will be completely remote it, it was always remote or could always have been done remote i guess the real question is what happens to the jobs which can technically be done either way like like the kind of jobs that we were doing, we can debate the finer aspects of it. But in theory, you can work from the office on the laptop. You can work from home on the laptop. It is more a question of which one do you prefer or which one works better. But there is nothing technically stopping you or you know, mm. nothing yeah. in the nature of the job that stops you from doing it either way. Uh, so I was in a company where the norm before all of this was work from home around once a week like, you know, five days a month. So there was some yeah. amount of work from home. So I guess the real question is, what happens later? Do we go back to uh, that? 
or do we go back to like a different proportion where maybe it's like you know half your days or like say two or three days out of a week is remote and two days in the office or something like that or is it like it's it's more a question of proportion and which one uh, wins out i think there i kind of agree with you because the muscle memory and more importantly the who has the muscle memory right like the the more senior people in organizations people who are yeah. decision makers have more muscle memory because they have worked for sometimes years or decades in this old yeah. world maybe it is different for people who have joined the workforce in the last 2 years it will be right like so i True. know people who have joined out of college and it was all remote right so they have never experienced the other side of it and there are many other uh, advantages that they have found so they might not have this muscle memory at all but fortunately or unfortunately they are not the decision makers in this case right so i think ultimately it will lean more towards uh, yeah like you said muscle memory unless there are say cost considerations or business aspects right there are cost savings from closing an office but then yeah. you have like you know maybe you have higher attrition rates or i don't know i think these are the calculations that will uh, come through but yeah at mm-hmm. the end of it we can only speculate right now but i'm very happy to speculate about it because i am uh, you know even when i was not sure or even when i was more frustrated about work from home in the beginning especially to stuffer right there was one thing that always excited me is that in a way you're experiencing history as it is being made right and there are these big churns or big changes in the world and i think we are living through one now maybe the change is permanent maybe it is not but the fact that we are in the middle of it and speculating is also worth something right it's always easy to look back and say this is what happened and this is these are the reasons for it but right now we are in the middle of a churn some people say that it's the it's the biggest forced experiment uh, in ways of working right there yeah. were people talking about remote work and collaboration and all that before as well there were lots of technologies technically we had all the technology and internet but nobody ever tried it because like you said muscle memory but now everybody's been forced to try it and one thing that i disagree with you on is uh, when you say that we don't know either like you know for sure because we are in the middle of one i think we do just not at the same time like earlier we went through years of working from an office now we have gone through two years of working fully remotely so yes not at the same time but in a way we have experienced both and after this we might be in a position where we can you know look back and say okay how was it working from an office for so many years how was it working remotely for two years right and but i'm sure that's not how every decision will be made but but it's a very interesting time to live through no i know i i am i am uh, i i understand and agree to a lot of points that you were making especially about the fact that what about people who've not had that muscle memory and that's a that's a great point because there are at the end of the day that you are hiring new people new people will enter the workforce as we speak and people who worked in two years in this way and two years in this way as in for them it doesn't really matter if it works for them it works for them also uh, you know the one of the first things that i started with in terms of the questions that came to mind is that what was the damage but what were the benefits the benefits were uh, huge i feel because you know we could as we were talking on that day as in just when the conversation started is that 
we could shut down offices and stay like we are for the last two years because you could do everything that you had to do in office at home. That is the, you know, the most important part. And I think that was true five years back as well or three years back as well, right? But uh, organizations and companies were hesitant to basically provide work from home very freely. Work from homes were always um, a part of your, you know, you have to basically enter your leave and your work from home days. Um, You have to take permission of how many work from homes can you take. So organizations thought that work from home had a negative correlation with productivity and efficiency. Teams could not operate if some part of the team was working from home and some part was in office. You would always look at some people who would take more work from home as less efficient, less productive. That was the norm within a operating set. Most of the operating set, I'm not going to generalize for everybody, but most of the teams felt like that if they could not really work out a rhythm. Now, what has happened? One of the biggest benefits of working from home for the last two years is that norm has been broken. That that, uh, bias is no more. People know that they can work from home and they can be as efficient as before. Some people uh, have been working uh, much more than they were working, uh, you know, from office because uh, the the time that it took them to commute to office and you know commute back and come back to come back to their homes has, is now being spent in 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 their homes working on a particular project or taking calls. Some people have found it incredibly efficient to focus on their own self and while being productive at work. So those are incredible benefits out of the pandemic. Another benefit is that you could work from anywhere. So effectively, you could go back to your home, uh, especially for the younger generation, which came into the workforce, let's say four to five years back, did not really establish their homes and you know had families in their new places of work are now able to go back to their home uh, cities, work from their homes, stay with their parents or stay with their family and then save on money, save on um, a lot of things that they were expending in a, a, you know, expensive city. So that's a clear benefit. And for them, it might not really make sense for them to come back anywhere because what is the, what is the opportunity cost of basically coming back and what's the cost best benefit analysis? Uh, They're going to spend more, earn less, when they basically, as a percentage, and come back and work in Bangalore, no, they won't take that decision. They will stay in uh, Ajabalpur, they will stay in Jaipur, they will stay in Delhi, closer to their homes, and not take that decision to basically go move to a new city. So, incredible benefits. I think that should not be lost across the way um, uh, in terms of our realization that those benefits have come in. But what has been the damage on the side? as into the workforce. For me, that's also a thing, though I'm not really working in a corporate setup anymore, so I don't understand, I'm not dealing with it on a daily basis. But when I was, I felt that for a year, you had hit pause on new initiatives. You had hit pause on just, you know, blank ideation on a daily basis. Uh, you had hit a pause on... Um, Maybe some amount of competitiveness that you felt uh, with your peers, uh, with your, you know, not maybe direct peers, but indirect peers. Maybe uh, 
different businesses in the organizations also had people who would meet each other and look at each other's business and say that, oh you you know this is what you're doing we want to do this as well uh, this is what your team is doing we, we we would want to basically do that 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 random competitiveness that a work environment provides has been on pause for a while and though your team might basically come up and do you know team gatherings on friday and all that stuff but there is a certain amount of detachment also that you are feeling from your team members as friends and coworkers you are focusing on your family and that's a that's a benefit again that you've not been yeah. able to basically focus on your you know family connect time uh, spend time connect with your family members uh, really have me time self awareness time uh, understand what your needs are understand where you're going with your with your life uh, what you want to do and all that stuff that you've spent a long time thinking and you've had the opportunity to do but you've not had the opportunity to connect like that with your team members and that has taken away a little from that overall you know fire in the belly in some ways from a workforce perspective that's my understanding of it i unfortunately there is no uh, hard data on it but i feel that the hard data on this is basically the number of people who have left the great resignation that is happening in the uk us in india as well the big quit all of these are words that are basically manifestations of this pandemic across the last one year that you know there's been a 40% increase in the kind of resignation that you've seen there's been a 100% increase in some attrition rates for large organizations in india uh, though india has not been research as well really sad that we don't do any kind of that research where we actually try to understand work cultures over one one year as only when it happens in us and uk you chase and try to find out that same thing but i'm sure that people have felt that that burnout has been you know has become real and you've been able to see the impact of that burnout and take a decision on it so i feel th- those things are you know there were some benefits but there were some also incredible realizations and uh, you know s- be- damages to the workforce that has happened over the last 2 years because of which the remote workforce is something that i am not able to reconcile with um yet that is my that is my th- thinking around it yeah so let me be the devil's advocate there uh, but before i start right, i just want to say that it's not that i don't uh, agree like i think a lot of these things i also have a muscle memory of going to office and i tend to be more social i like talking to people i like go- walking up to somebody's desk and like you know having a random conversation going to co- coffee or something like that right these are all things that i also miss and yes i do miss that personal connection and i actually just left a job and you know we we all went remote one fine day and about a year later i went back to office to pick up my stuff and when i got my coffee mug it wasn't washed you know i mean i i was in, that was anyway on me <laughs> i probably don't do it regularly enough but yeah but that's how we left the place you know uh because nobody really knew i mean maybe we thought we'll be off for a while but nobody had really expected that i'm not going to come back for 2 years and work even a single day you might have thought okay i was on the more pessimistic side with regard to the pandemic but i still didn't expect that i just will not step inside for 2 years uh and then i finally had to leave again like you know while being remote and 
so i went from going to a place every day having fun with people talking to people and then when you left you know you're just there to hand in your laptop so yes it is personally a little difficult to get used to that with respect to work but again just to be the devil's advocate right like i think the advantages or disadvantages also depend on your point of view or where you are in your personal journey or your life circumstances so a lot of people talk about the great resignation right and it is usually given as a you know a, a symptom or a effect of work from home and the disengagement that comes with it but the flip side of that is if you have the great resignation or the great quit or whatever you want to call it there are also as many people joining or maybe almost as many people joining new jobs right so it's not that they're just resigning they're also joining new jobs so it works both ways so for a company hiring or you know looking for talent maybe it's a great time to you know where there's lots of fantastic talent you can access earlier you had limitations like you know they're in a different city i have also had that like I've, i i was able to hire a few people who i would not have been able to uh, before the pandemic because they could not have come to that location for various reasons so that's the flip side of it uh, and so for if you're a company with an existing team then maybe you look at it and think this is damage to the workflow workforce if you're setting up a new team you might look at it the other way around then again if you're an employee how do you look at it right so in a way people were staying in their jobs now was that because they were completely happy with their jobs or was it actually complacency or maybe they just were not leaving for silly reasons like i mean not silly there there actually you know important reasons where i would sometimes joke that the biggest two things that stop people from quitting their job like is one is i haven't made my resume yet and second would be how will i go to work tomorrow what's my mode of transportation what's the traffic like you know what time what time do i need to leave maybe you're used to a certain morning routine and you know you have to leave at a certain time through a bus or a cab or you drive and tomorrow that's going to change right i mean i'm i'm joking and picking one aspect of it but that is a big factor right people don't want their entire life to change from tomorrow right if they are happy with it but maybe they're not happy with their jobs but everything else is kind of revolving around it and you can't change now on the other hand you're kind of settled after 2 years into either a home office or some kind of setup that is kind of working for you and then for you to change just means giving one laptop and taking another one right now is that a bad thing or is that a good thing is that somebody making a decision they should have made but could not make earlier sometimes i think of it like you know marriages like a lot of people talk about india's divorce rates increasing and say that oh, our culture is degrading or whatever but i see it more as okay there are more people who are able to decide something is not working and move on to something else i mean i don't know what is the actual reason some people also say that the great resignation is nothing but pent up demand and pent up supply like you know people who wanted to leave their jobs did not for 2 years because there was a pandemic going on people who wanted to hire were not sure so they also you know held off on some of their plans so it could be something else all, all together but just wanted to throw that in there that maybe it's a like what we see as a negative might be seen as a positive by somebody else 
Yeah, I, I, I think um, the way that we started this was what are the predictions? And I, frankly, I'm not, I was not ready to basically predict without actually understanding what the uh, actual pros and cons are. Because there are a lot of things here. And I, uh, the great resignation is also something that we're using loosely, but it's not, it might not be what we are feeling. It might not be our truth. Uh, India's yeah. truth. Because, um, so I was doing, I, I started reading about great resignation. One of the few reasons that, you know, just were popping up was health. A lot of people are still concerned about their health and they didn't want to go back to offices or work. A lot of the, uh, the great resignation is not the ITITS um, population. It's a sizable portion of the great resignation or the big quit in US and UK are um, people in the healthcare domain, people in the hospitality domain, mm. uh, people in services right in the front. So they were being asked to basically go back and do a certain couple of things in office in which they didn't want to. So health was a major reason. Flexibility. Now that you've given me flexibility, I understand that, you know, whatever, as we were talking earlier, is that whatever could happen off uh, uh, offline was happening online. So why wouldn't you give me this flexibility again? So the lack of flexibility, again, the muscle memory of some em employers and entrepreneurs, as you said, that new people might not have the decision-making ability. So the people who really have decision-making ability are the people from old school. So effectively, they want to rush back to office and you know start working. They think that's the only way to show productivity or be productive, right? So they might force everybody else to come to play the same way. And people who have been exposed to flexibility and like enjoy it, they have children at home, they have people to take care of home, they want to basically spend time with themselves, they don't want to waste time and commute or do uh, other things, it's expensive for them, whatever the reasons that they want that flexibility, they want to retain it, so they've quit. The incentives and the opportunity cost of going back to work versus doing something independently, that has become a big thing in the pandemic, that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm now constantly validated from social media avenues about organic farming, uh, running my own business, believing in myself, trying to basically take the decision that you've always thought was the right decision, but you didn't have the guts to do it. Now is the time to do it. Um, you know, people died in front of us. So mortality is a great reminder. People, you know, death teaches you more than yeah. life. So mortality is a great reminder of the fact that you're not going to be there for the next 15 years or 20 years, maybe as it's not, uh, you can't take anything for granted. So effectively, whatever you wanted to do, do it now. So that's also a cultural phenomenon, which is happening at the same time. So in, in, the, in the pressure of all of these things happening, the great resignation has happened in some places. Yeah. Is it true for India? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So there's our work culture and the way that we've... Uh, you know, found work and are working for a, as an, uh, it's fair to say a, close to home in Bangalore, a substantial portion of people I know work for global companies, work with clients that are not in the vicinity of their environment and are affected by the thing that, you know, 
my work culture is dictated by somebody else my work culture is not basically yeah. a part and parcel of my immediate environment and when you are exposed to the truth and the environment around you it creates a kind of dissonance in your head that you know there might be a disconnect some people might take it slow some people might focus on things that they have not focused on so how many people have picked up on hobbies and really looked at those hobbies as uh, revenue generating uh, you yeah. know job opportunities people have now they are building these healthier muscle memories now that they that they've forgotten to build over these years and i feel that is all of those reasons are you know pushing you towards the great resignation if me in us and uk maybe but in india it might be different cases altogether it might be a different ball game altogether so you're right in saying that you know it's it's it, this is this the great resignation or it's just like a thing that's happening right now because you didn't have opportunities now you have opportunities it might be pent yeah. up great yeah. it might be pent up so but there is a truth to the fact that some there this whole two year period of not going to work and working from home has made us realize a couple of things that our lives most important things that we've kind of not focused on health per se um family uh time for yourself thinking about what you want to do in life all of them have come to the fore and when they come to the fore you're now evaluating your job and them earlier for a lot of people it was just just job, go, yeah job that's the a predominant thing once you earn money everything else take is taken care of which is also a fact as in if you are earning then a lot of things are taken care of because monetarily you're sound so you don't really worry about a lot of other things but this is basically brought all of those other factors to the fore as well and now you're making a decision between them you are choosing between one or two i have made a choice basis that so i know that uh, you know it's 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 a real choice that some people are making but some people are not making that choice some people are just continuing to do what they are because it's they found a balance between working from home uh, and living their lives the way some of our friends are basically started youtube channels then as in the pandemic it, it yeah. wasn't a product before that so i feel those those things are real as well but um, you know it's it's also real that 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 human connect is also needed and that human connect in the office setup is has been missing for a while i feel that there is some some amount of gravitas to feel that human connect as well so i think people will also gravitate towards it once it's open once it's not open yeah that's that that is the option that i was talking about like mm. without that option are you are you able to take a educated guess around it i am not i am not able to because i i still feel that you know if tomorrow i am working in a office again and i get to meet with the people that i work with on a regular basis i would choose that because maybe yeah. that's my muscle memory but maybe it's also the inane need for humans to be social animals that we need to engage and we need to basically impress we need to uh sound off our ideas we need to feed off other people uh in terms of uh, a conversation and uh, you know gain confidence gain growth 
think of new ideas as an all of those creative juices also start flowing when you're in a um, high fidelity kind of an environment in a state environment creative juices are lesser for sure as a, a within the corporate world i feel so the flip side of that is talking about human connection right so one possibility is that people will get those human connections but they will get it from other sources rather than their work environments right so yeah family is one big source correct. today friends yeah. are another big source yeah correct even neighbors right like say if i just think back yeah. about the last two years so initially it was like a bit a big shock for me because i i was somebody who could never sit at home for a whole day like even on a weekend i couldn't understand how somebody can just stay home for an entire saturday or a sunday i had to go out at least once Mm. so from there when we shifted to this completely lonely world right like lonely as in just you and your immediate family it was difficult but surprisingly i have been able to rekindle a lot of hobbies and also rekindle a lot of social connections uh, through the mm. virtual world uh, mm. so i think i've mentioned this before or maybe not on this podcast but i i used to go to a writing group uh, it was on mg road uh, so saturday afternoon you needed to go there and it would take like 3 4 hours there so between the commute and the session it would take like most of your saturday like you know i mean assuming you wake up late then you go in the afternoon then you come back at night after socializing mm-hmm. or whatever so that's why i ended up going because it was too far and i couldn't manage the time uh, to do it so i just didn't do it for many many years then i was stuck at home uh, you know during the second wave and i was like bored <laughs> out of my head and then i just looked it up just i just wondered if it's online now so i just searched and yes you know the whole thing had moved to zoom now mm-hmm. so what has happened is that of course it is not exactly the same you know there are some things that don't work like say earlier we would meet like you said you would kind of uh, after the session we would all either go for a coffee or a beer so you would meet people yeah. you would make friends so you miss all that connection but practically i would always reach that session late because you know with the commute i would always reach late and then i would mm-hmm. be like panting running up the stairs and then i would sit and uh and we would all write and then read it out so i can't write with my hand i'm too slow so i i needed my laptop so then i have to type then i have to read it out now when you do it on zoom everybody's typing right now some people don't like it some people who prefer writing with pen and paper yeah. they find yeah. this difficult but for yeah. me it's very convenient because you just type it up and instead of reading or along with reading you can share your screen so sometimes if you're not right. comfortable reading it out you can just share your screen for everybody to read uh so that so i you know maybe quality of the session in some way like you know the socialization decrease but the fact was that i i got to do it which i was not doing for years and years so it's like you know if you count the offline experience as 100% but it was 100% quality which never happened you know for many yeah. years whereas this is like okay 70% but you do it regularly that was one aspect the other thing that i found fascinating was from the group i uh, from the zoom uh, you know meetings i ended up joining a whatsapp group which i think back when i used to go in person whatsapp wasn't as popular for groups at least so i joined a whatsapp group from there i joined uh, you know i went into discord so i realized that on discord there are so many servers for different interest groups like you know writing uh, people yeah. have study groups and a lot of the people i met were like younger generation and 
it was fascinating it it was a bit of a learning curve for me to figure out discord which made me feel very old because i was like what is this this is like something i have not used before yeah. but yeah. i was fascinated by the number of things that happened there so people are it's like a club in your pocket and you know people write together they do sprints and write there are study groups where people just study together like from all across the world and you know mm-hmm. they just talk to each other there are these drop in drop out uh, video channels or audio channels some people share the screen and write some people do it while gaming so there are entire communities being formed like you know global in nature uh, where a lot of people can connect True. right and i was just thinking about the effect of that on say somebody who's in school now everything we said till now was from our perspective and both of us are kind of social right but for people who are introverted or you know maybe or there even uh, people who are in school uh, sometimes you're maybe shy or maybe you're not gelling with the popular crowd in your in your class but you have global communities you have literally the ability to connect to so many communities uh, and you don't have to be as isolated anymore right so on one hand we do think that it is more isolating but i think a lot of people actually might be finding it liberating something i read uh, was that a lot of people who are disabled or have some kind of uh, you know differently abled uh, like all of them find remote work better because you do not face a lot of the discrimination that you know casual discrimination that you face when you go to office i remember when we go to office although it is all like you know uh, friendly to wheelchairs and everything mm-hmm. there would be a couple of people who would come in a wheelchair and yes everybody was nice to them but everybody would look at them right now, yeah. now maybe one person is comfortable one person is not but if you're working remotely it doesn't matter right and uh, i i've met somebody in a writing group who never comes on video stays anonymous but she's still part of different groups right so yeah it's a very fascinating uh, thing and there is so much out there that i'm like you said you know I, i don't think we have the data to really know for sure i'm sure whatever we say comes from our perspective and there'll be other people who would be rapidly against that and say that okay now this works for me or this doesn't work for me right yeah in in reality we will see all these things play out once things open up again because right, right now like you said everybody is remote so it works we all know that the hybrid calls are the worst right if everybody is on zoom it works pretty well but the second you have five people sitting in a room and there is one person dialing in it's always like can you hear and then you forget about that person all those things yeah, come yeah. into play not But, only that i yeah. think it's it you you brought up a fantastic point about the fact that it's obviously it's not uh, you know um uh, it's not the same for everybody people have uh, different needs and there is different contexts contexts here which are playing out so effectively it might be liberating for somebody and it might be isolating for somebody else and i for whoever it's liberating it's also the um, it's also the ball game of actually understanding where the world is moving so you mentioned discord uh, a lot of us don't understand discord a lot of us don't basically see discord because discord to me is also what maybe facebook was 10 years back where a lot of the generation did not understand facebook and then my yeah. professor would say why would you have facebook people want to do stuff on facebook and social media it is all shit but effectively that is what life is right now right everybody is on it so the you know the 
the people who were on Twitter in 2010 are the people who are actually forming opinions on Twitter and people listen to them because they've been there on that platform for the last 10 years. So it's also the it's also a generational shift that's happening currently and a lot yeah. of people are going into new communities new places to have social conversations and social uh, you know uh, interactions and the world is moving towards there and for some people that might be a great thing as in the whole remote working and the fact that you can actually experiment and get onto these uh, uh, tools if yeah. all of us were in office maybe one percent of us will not able to basically get onto it. The percentage which will be able to get on Discord right now, because of the fact that they can spend some time doing that, or get into communities doing that. You followed a passion of writing. Maybe you didn't have the time to write when yeah. you were commuting to office and coming back, and hence you basically got into that. So there, there are some ripple effects that are happening there, which are very interesting to see. The second point that you mentioned about um, what was the second point you were mentioning? I, I had a point on that. About people who are disabled or, you know, some kind of... Yeah, well, that, that, that is fantastic because, you know, that... No, you mentioned something after that, but the, that point about, you know, just people basically not having uh, a way to escape roving eyes or something or that yeah. sort. Where, where people, you're judged constantly and you don't want to be judged. It's not a question about you know, if you're strong and all that stuff that is all, you know, on the side. But if you don't want to be judged, if you don't want to be basically evaluated by the workforce on a daily basis because of some limitations, personal limitations, you're, you've escaped that completely. Like the people who have, uh, uh, it might be the, you know, people with uh, disabilities or special needs might be a very small percentage of our population um, from a workforce perspective, unfortunately. But um, people who have children at home, People yeah. who have uh, parents to take care of, uh, pe- people who have actual challenges in traveling to work and, you know, because they live really far off are regarded as people who are not really part of the same thing. Yeah. They also look differently as in, I'm sure exactly. they also feel the same way uh, about being, going to office and getting to hear two more people say that, oh, you've come to office today. Uh, yeah. And that might be really pinching them. They might not be showing it. And they have escaped that entire uh, judgment scenario because of this environment. So great points there. I think it it works for some. It's the context that you're living, and I think that that it everything does not have to fit everybody. And I feel that that realization that this ecosystem functions with all of these uh, different kind of people, different kind of setups, is testimony to the fact that this will continue. And yeah. some part of this will continue. Some part of this can never be challenged in the future by anybody. But to the point that you were mentioning about this hybrid model, that's a big, big problem because it's not only in the in the call that people don't, yeah. you know, in, interact with you. Five people are in the room and the one person or two people in the call are not able to hear. And sometimes the five people in the room forget that there are other people in the call. But also the minute you leave that room while you're exiting that door, you yeah. have three conversations. You have four conversations before you get into the room. You can't call people up to tell them that this is what I've discussed because it's humanly impossible to recount everything. But if the only mode is into, you know, is an online mode to have a conversation, most probably all conversations will be with everybody. Uh, so you will have, and if, if people are very, you know, 
uh, particular and, and you know about it they can go to go back look at recordings also of team meetings and meetings and all that stuff but the there's not going to be a recording of the conversation that you have just before you enter the room right so that conversation that impetus to have that meeting that private conversation between two people who are just discussing things and out of that discussion came something else work why work related all of that is going to be lost in those hybrid yeah. meetings again so people who are working from home will still feel a disadvantage when a majority of people go back to office or even if a sizable like 50% people go back to office and 50% stay at home there is going to be a loss in translation as um, yeah. of all all of these things that are happening in fact even if it's not 50% right like say 30% is in office and then 70% mm-hmm. is working remotely then you might get like this more exclusive club of a few people people yeah yeah, right? yeah. and yeah. those people are usually the ones who are probably like older living in the city right so yeah these are going to be fascinating things to watch unfold and i don't know how it works and you know to what i said earlier i wanted to make a slight correction or an addition like when we said that a lot of the decision makers are maybe like you know older and have lived in this world Yes but I don't think it's going to be completely in their hands because the the younger folks who join the workforce they do have something like uh, you know in terms of negotiation power they have leverage they, now they have leverage they leave from they yeah, will yeah. leave right they will leave and, and a, other companies will hire them and that that competition right. will kind of force your hand in a way if you're not being flexible absolutely absolutely they have leverage now especially for tech as in somebody who basically knows uh, you know uh, absolutely uh, you know need of the art uh, tech software yeah uh, a coder who has uh, really uh, special needs uh, special uh, skills is going to be uh, you know available for the highest bidder and the person who basically gives the maximum flexibility yeah he's going to leave in a couple of months if you don't give him flexibility and if he needs flexibility or he she needs flexibility so the so i think that that is uh, absolutely bang on that that decision makers will have to factor in i think that is what is leading to a linkedin or a tcs telling that uh, you know you work from home you don't have yeah. to come to office because they don't want to really rock that boat they don't want to basically tell their people or force their people to come back to office log in and this time that time show insane you know markers for productivity which are not productivity so those things are going to go away i don't think people are going to basically ask you to log in at the same time log out at the same time anymore because it's it is this is uh, exhibit a that that was not productivity if you are being able to be productive in a work from home setup right like now for the last two years then those are all uh, you know shallow benchmarks that uh, don't really do anything on on a connected thing i just wanted to basically you know bring back the conversation on some things that i was checking with a couple of people and they said what is work work from home enabled you to do and the the answers that i got was that you know you're building actually authentic connections with people you are not building unreal shallow connections you're building more authentic connections you're actually having genuine thoughtful deeper conversations with people in this overall two years now 
right you know yeah. it might not be true for everybody but if it's true for some people that's a great thing right uh, you're more self aware you're actually focusing on personal growth uh, you're finally worked out a work life balance in your head as in you've talked about work life balance all your life but it, it is uh, you can actually think about work life your your life is more than your work now for a lot of people it's just yeah. not what you do at office you also what are you doing outside you're healing faster you're healing as an individual um, you're trying to basically um, address certain issues that you've had with your identity and you're identifying what is causing tr- troubles in your head you're trying to basically understand those uh, drivers triggers you're trying to basically address those triggers so i feel that's also a hugely on a personal side you're going deeper you're having these authentic conversations you're um, not shallow you're not really caring if somebody says i'm not well you really are concerned about what that individual's feeling you're checking up on that individual so it's bec- those connections are becoming deeper with some people so i feel that is a fantastic thing if that's happening with people that's a very interesting point i was just thinking earlier when you said right about the conversations people have when they're entering or exiting a meeting room and mm-hmm. i was just thinking about okay that is happening but what replaces it in a way because there's always something that you know fills that need that you have right so i guess i'm just connecting that to what you just said about like people having more authentic deeper conversations mm-hmm. i think one way that problem gets resolved is you do have conversations but maybe you don't have these omnibus conversations what i mean is earlier you're going to the same place meeting the same group of people every day and you end up talking about everything to the same people mm. now there are advantages you get exposed to very different viewpoints and very different interests than mm. yours Correct. but sometimes those people are not interested right like say you and i are interested in podcasting i am interested in writing yeah. you know maybe somebody else is interested in organic farming or you are right Correct. Correct. now in office there is a level of serendipity where you come across those conversations but you also have conversations you don't want sometimes right or you're not finding the people to talk to about it and you end up talking to somebody else about it whereas maybe now what will happen is that yes people will talk to work colleagues about work but then they will talk about their interests to people who are, have those interests that could be from work that could be outside so maybe people end up having these very different groups and it kind of has to coexist yeah. again it will work for some people some people might miss that you know the random connection you make with a stranger with very different interests that is actually something i do miss because we we did this virtual event uh once in office for networking which everybody was kind of skeptical about at first where you would be kind of paired with random people and like talk but i did speak to somebody from a different state and you know it was very interesting he said that you know he's mm. from a town in andhra which has a lot of mining and because of the mining they had a big mafia problem earlier so now he's back there and you know so it is that's not a conversation i would have normally you know he wouldn't Correct. come in any of my interest groups but yeah but it was fun or work know? groups yeah exactly right so that is something i will miss but not everybody wants those conversations like like some people are more comfortable with people they know and those deeper conversations and don't want to be as social that's perfectly fine like for them it this works right 
so i'm very interested in knowing how all of this plays out like you know what happens mm-hmm. when offices reopen will companies figure out that the cost benefit is too much or if not will they start telling people to come back at least half of them or 30% then all the politics that come from it it's going to be very fascinating to watch unfold yeah one more thing i wanted to talk about is you know how do we adapt to this right like say some things like you said uh, initiatives going on pause for a year or two i read something very interesting about how brainstorming has to adapt to the remote style of working so if you see right all the brainstorming or the bulk of the brainstorming softwares and all of that are still kind to recreate the office atmosphere you'll have yeah. virtual whiteboards and you know i find it very funny when i see those uh, chat rooms where it shows everybody sitting in chairs like to me that's ridiculous <laughs> you're not sitting in a chair <laughs> like let's not pretend that we're all sitting in a room it doesn't make you feel better if anything it makes you feel worse if you miss that right and those are chairs that i've not never sat on also yeah as in they they're like <laughs> lined up in a theater style i've never wo- sat yeah. with my coworkers in a theater style yeah so it's very weird right so so right now a lot of those uh, technological adaptations are still kind of trying to recreate the offline world virtually which i don't think will work uh, so that's what some of these articles are talking about is how you have to adapt to it uh, so when you do a brainstorming in office right there are certain personality types who have an advantage people who don't have hesitation speaking up immediately and like bouncing off a lot of ideas uh, a lot of people who might have ideas but can't talk as much might kind of miss out so the argument was that when you try to recreate that it doesn't work but the better way of doing it is they they looked into what works well remotely and what doesn't work so mm. the idea was that instead of everybody coming into a room and throwing random ideas like you would in a brainstorming session in person you come prepared to the meeting with ideas and then you have a process for putting up those ideas anonymously that here's a list of ideas now once two ideas get picked to discuss then you identify the person who proposed it so it takes off that pressure of being the first to post an idea if you post an idea and it's random and everybody looks at you weirdly you don't say it right but those kind of people have an advantage now if the process allows for it so maybe we will also see like a shift in the kind of personality types and you know the styles of working that work well or not right so yeah like i said it's an interesting time no, I, to I, yeah see. yeah and i you i was as listening to simon senek also around this the trust thing he was also talking about the same thing that it's very difficult to basically build trust in the remote work culture for new people because you don't know them and these random interactions really help and he also talked about brainstorming as a brainstorming is one of the uh, one of the most difficult things to do in an offline uh, structure uh, one is that basically you know when you are in a set up in a conference room or multiple people at one point of time if you interject other people it's rude and it's almost like you're breaking somebody else's thought and somebody else shuts yeah. up and then you shut up and so it creates a awkward environment which is the which is the opposite of what you want in a brainstorming environment which is basically free flowing ideas and conversations so it becomes very difficult in the traditional sense the second thing is it basically in the uh, which i feel very strongly is that you don't teach anybody to brainstorm 
you can actually catch somebody on anywhere in the world and then you know bring them to a conversation and say that let's have a brainstorming session they know how to behave in a brainstorming session because what do you have to do you have to basically come in and just start having a conversation if you have the confidence then you'll blurt out ideas how ever idiotic they might be but you'll blurt out ideas you'll listen to somebody else and slowly it'll basically uh, form a direction and you'll move in a particular direction so you didn't have to teach anybody brainstorming but in the offline world now you have to teach people how to brainstorm which is actually a behavioral change. online in the online world oh, online online okay. world. Yeah. Uh, so in the remote world you will have to teach people how to brainstorm which is come prepared when you hmm. hear a thought then say this or there are three ways to basically go about this you can challenge it on your time or you can challenge it with another thought be prepared see brainstorming has that element of surprise of storming like of just like throwing everything there and then actually feeding off each other and building certain things up that's brainstorming at the end of the day but, but if you are too prepared i mean what if it can I'm not work it like, might you know. not work i'm saying that basically the chances of learning a new behavior versus something that comes naturally to you is where i'm basically going with it yes maybe if you're forced to basically do it in multiple and i'm sure there are virtual organizations there are multiple companies that have been running for virtually for the last 10 12 years 15 years they might have worked out a way to yeah. basically do this in a way and it might work with them because they know how to do it but for a large population to come prepared on a call is and then have an argument on those lines and be okay with deviations and then prepare for the deviations it's a behavioral change i feel so that makes it even more difficult chances are that after the first or second time of trying it you will give it away like you'll mm-hmm. you'll let it be you'll go back to a structure i'm waiting for us to get back to office because i cannot think online right i cannot think with somebody on the screen i need to be on a board i don't know if i'm writing nice things or bad things but that's the only way that i know how to operate so i feel those are fundamental things that you have to basically shift if you have to work offline uh online uh, and you have to brainstorm online you will have to learn these ways if yeah. you don't learn these ways like you said that the if you work the traditional way of brainstorming online you will disastrously fail because you're not going to, you're not going anywhere you have to learn these new behaviors you have to prep you have to read you have to basically you can't wing it anymore uh, in a on a conversation so that i feel a challenge is maybe i see what you're saying like it's like you can't show up for a random call like just join that meeting and do it when you try to do that it fails but i guess the opportunity is that there has to be softwares or you know virtual brainstorming platforms which are built to factor that in if you ask people to do the work of i have to remember when to talk and when not to talk it is too difficult i agree like you know i don't think it will work yeah. i i think what i was reading about is rather than asking you to prepare exactly it's more like the first session the system yeah. itself kind of asks you to submit ideas and it doesn't show your name and then somebody takes a poll and after the poll it reveals the names then the next step you have a different so the system has to sort of take care of it like yeah if if people have to remember it like you said you probably have to attend a class or something to learn how to do it which is you, at the end of it you, it's not going to 
work you've left your job i've left my job and we just gave everybody an idea about a product so let's yeah. start <laughs> yeah if, if, you, if your predictions it. come true then effectively 50% 70% are working from home so they will still need this if my predictions come to it we are uh, poppers uh, <laughs> this product's not going to sell but yeah, you know your point about discord or your point about everything else is is exactly that right people are basically have you know getting to interact with new people online there are four programs that i've done in the last yeah. six months all have been online i've got to know new people multiple of them were online conversations where we had to brainstorm and the quality of which i didn't learn i'm i will be honest i didn't not like i i was not really challenged in a brainstorming session and it did not go anywhere and the minute what happens in a brainstorming session is that online couple of people start speaking and at the by the end of it those are the only two people who are speaking and actually ideating yeah and seven people choose to not say anything because you know somebody is already either hijacking or it is too difficult to get into the conversation so th- my experience of brainstorming has not been great but i have had experiences and they have moved progressively they've been better than the first one at least so yeah. you, it, there is a learning curve to it maybe you take time to basically learn possibility exists still okay some something fun that i wanted to do what are those areas what are those things in your house that you have utilized to the max because of remote working <laughs> dishwasher for sure i don't know if that is because of remote ah, working or lockdowns yeah Perfect. but yeah be stuck more at home dishwasher i have uh, used a lot more uh so one yeah. is that you bought a dishwasher yeah many people have bought a dishwasher and many people have bought a vacuum cleaner and the most expensive as an i am i'm surprised from 2019 2018 i would look at a dyson and say who in their right mind would buy a dyson a vacuum cleaner for 40k 40000 50000 sure don't say anything i know you bought it before the pandemic but it, for me it was like why would i buy something that expensive it is absolutely insane and look at dyson what dyson seen over the last you know uh one or one and a half years they've realized that everybody wants to buy one so vacuum cleaners have been going off the shelf Like Dyson they've been really sold well. out. I'm not following the they've stats. They've been sold out in oh, wow. uh, multiple segments of their, uh, you know, product line. They've been sold out on Amazon and other places, so they didn't really have stocks. So you can imagine the kind of sales that they've seen. Uh, you know, those uh, robotic things that move around the entire house. They've sold out. Multiple people have people have bought that, and generally, I'm sure vacuum cleaner. sales have gone up not dyson maybe but even the 5000 10001 12001 multiple people have bought bought it so vacuum cleaners are one thing i would say balconies <laughs> i never knew that i had a balcony to utilize and i <laughs> utilized a balcony while remote working because i felt that one you know the more house that you could find out from your existing house the better because the in the first four months you realize your house is really small so you start looking for spaces that have been dead spaces all your life and then you start utilizing them so balconies you know the proper utilization of storage all of that happened during the remote work culture um, yeah. 
another thing that comes to mind house plants did not die they survived for the first time you know serial murderers serial killers of uh, house plants suddenly started watering their plants and having balcony gardens and home gardens uh, so that is that is that has become become the truth because of remote working uh, fancy kitchen uh, utensils and gadgets that you bought over the last 5 years you've put them in work uh you know things that you never thought that you colander has been lying in the remotest corner and you took it out because you finally made that pasta for somebody that you you know were promising for all your life but you didn't um uh, i think my caffeine intake my water intake has basically quadrupled because of remote work now i'm really focused on you know drinking water at least 2 liters of water having as much of coffee or green tea or chai has basically gone man many fold up and uh, you know bangalore conversations haven't changed they've still about traffic now uh, just about the lack of it so earlier the conversations were about how much traffic we had in the in the city but now we have the reverse of that conversation of how many how many clean roads i drove from whitefield to indranagar in 20 minutes and hurray for uh, you know this is how road should be that is the conversation mm-hmm. i think for bangalore now yeah so those uh, those things come you know for to mind when i talk about <coughs> things that got used in your house except the traffic one the car did not get used but uh, everything else got really used in your in your free time in your remote work setup oh you have a big list i don't Not think re- <laughs> i have i'm just thinking of mine dishwasher is the only thing that really comes to mind yeah vacuum clean rolls so but yeah balcony i agree like plants i still kill my plants but less often like if i was a serial killer earlier now i'm like an occasional plant murderer so so we have to yeah. weed weed out yeah. people like you weed out plant <laughs> junk Yeah, yeah, but but uh, I I also wanted to add something which I know you are ending on a fun note, so this is probably going to go against that. So maybe you can try and make it fun again. <laughs> but you know something that we didn't discuss is I also worry a little about us getting a little more into our bubble and pretending that there is nothing else outside because. you know one of the like like you said you know uh, what do you use not exactly an appliance but i started going for long walks around my apartment building like long walks as in circular walks like you know <laughs> concentric circles but yeah it's it's very nice to walk inside the apartment where although my apartment doesn't have a lot of area but there's still nice trees well maintained and everything and then i went out you know one day and then i was like what is this what is going on why is everybody trying to yeah. kill me on the road you know and you forget that that world exists right and and that's yeah, yeah. always been a a big part of living in india where you kind of live side by like you have these things side by side you have a skyscraper next to a slum or a yeah. mercedes next to a bullock cart right and i think for a lot of us who are living in uh, these gated communities i think it's become even more easier to pretend this is all that exists and you genuinely forget like till you go out and realize that you know the world hasn't changed for a lot of people right for the yeah. for the delivery boy on the road or the health healthcare worker or all these other jobs which do not have the same amount of privilege Correct. they don't have an option they still have to deal with 
all of that and i worry if it will get worse because one common criticism has been that the indian middle class and above has bought their way out of all the problems like you know there mm-hmm. is no electricity we have power backup there is no water we get tankers mm-hmm. right so now if we don't even venture out into the roads we don't mm-hmm. care about the potholes we don't care about putting pressure to uh, you know fix stuff and i just wonder if that will get worse and we'll be even more uh, cocooned from you know the rest of the world sorry that's mm-hmm. the probably the worst thing you can say to <laughs> no no i th- i think uh, i i don't care about you know good or bad and sad or happy the truth is the truth the reality is the reality and effectively this is what the reality is and i i want to basically read out something that i wrote when i was uh, planning to quit analytics and move on and do something and i wrote something similarly okay so our roles and in industry positions are becoming redundant for me this is a very private thing that i wrote and i'm putting it out today specifically being in roles that are unconnected to a reality from a market feel or an impact perspective meaning india with time we have normalized it to such a degree that an area of work matters only if the growth and business opportunity within it is lucrative and potentially earn you big money it's pretentious and despite knowing that the new shiny toys we market are mostly make believe we keep turning up to do a good job in taking these to market i am cognizant of not sounding like a jilted lover but uh, what i'm trying to convey is that the balance that we should have between what is real work and what's just hyperbole has kind of disappeared within the global analytics services industry might be true for other outsourced industries as well or other work pieces and these blurred lines aren't helping me dig up stimulation to thrive in this line of work it's like existing and operating in a bubble the most exclusive of sorts where the point is to move deeper and deeper into the bubble with time so so that the fringe realities don't affect you much the bubble is actually interesting if you look closely it's a reflection of ease of living for the capable it's about access not necessarily about money the actual gap to fill in is to see how a wider population of the planet can have access that's the gap that i want to fill so that they have opportunities to write their own stories so a role that provides reasonable quality of life and access for me and also enables me to work towards providing that access to many more through my work might be fulfilling and give me the joy to continue so on that note that tata, is a bye bye that is a very profound note and i just wanted to sign off saying that kesi has just contributed many fold more to the great resignation if more people are listening to this <laughs> if you reach the on end on that note yeah <laughs> the code word is quit <laughs> <laughs> All right bye man see you thank you thanks everybody bye